Hello, this is the Daily Tech and today I'm sharing some more tech news for you, as always, every day. So, Microsoft has confirmed the $299 Xbox Series S console, sort of anyway, because it's also the smallest Xbox ever, as this article says on The Verge, uh, by Sam Byford. Um, so, of course, the Xbox Series S was expected, obviously. You've got the Xbox One S, uh, you've got the Xbox One X. So having the Xbox Series X, you're expecting an Xbox, um, excuse me, um, Xbox uh, Series S because of uh, obviously the popularity of the Xbox One S. It was a very popular console, especially at the price. And if this is the same price and got some decent power, that's very epic. I just use that phrase. Okay, so hours after Microsoft Xbox Series X console widely leaked, like massively, the company has gone on the record to um, confirm its existence. So instead of trying to keep it a secret, it's kind of given up pretty much. Uh, so Microsoft describes this at Series S as offering next-gen performance in the smallest Xbox ever, which is quite cool. And the price previously leaked at of $299, which is £250, which if you're getting some good performance in this, is going to be really good. And I think this could be more popular in the Series X. So the accompanying image gives the better look at the Series S than the first leaked picture, uh, showing off how thin it is. This is like a squashed down Xbox Series X, maybe in half of the uh, thickness. It's a bit hard to tell. Against a controller, about half of it is what the maybe a third uh, is what the controller takes up. Like if you were to put it next to it, so it is quite cool. Also, because of the orientation of the Xbox logo, uh, even though it can probably be mounted vertically, uh, it should also be a horizontal console as well. So that's quite cool. Okay, so that's the information right now. They haven't really said anything. Uh, here, if you're on if you're on YouTube and you're watching it, uh, here's the um, tweet. If you're looking at it, it says, "Okay, so it's by Xbox. It's a verified account." Uh, they said. Uh, so it's got an eyeball emoji. Let's make it official. Xbox Series S. Next-gen performance in the smallest in, like, really small words. Weird. Uh, Xbox ever. And they even put the price of $299, which is quite cool. Uh, looking forward to sharing more um, soon. Promise. See, that's really cool because the fact that this is... Uh, they've already revealed the price before the performance or anything like that. Well, currently we're waiting for the PlayStation price, but like nothing else. And the same for the Xbox Series X, they've just kind of thrown it out though, which is kind of cool. Um, so they'll probably both launch on November the 10th. I assume they were keeping this a secret, but I, I'm not sure. Uh, the Series S, which was codenamed Lockhart, is designed to play next generation games in a cheaper package with less GPU power, so probably no. It's probably like a 1080p 4K streaming console. Not a 4K gaming console. A bit like the One S, but it'll have, I assume, maybe better frame rate, but I'm not sure if it'll have ray tracing or not. It might do, but it's not sure. It also added the confirmed £250 UK pricing, which is quite cool. So these things are extraordinarily cheap. Like, for what you're getting, if it can play next generation games and it does them well, it's going to be really cool. That fan also looks really cool. I'm not sure I like it necessarily, but I'm not sure. It looks fine, to be fair. Um, I think it's a nice design as well, especially with the white aesthetic, the white and black aesthetic. It looks really cool. 
Also, that white version of that new style controller, even though it's not much different, it's got little differences. It looks really good as well. I'm, I actually really like it. So that's really cool that they've confirmed this as well. They've not kind of ignored it. Like a lot of companies do just ignore the leaks pretty much and just wait until they were originally going to do it. But Microsoft just kind of gave up at this point, maybe because of how big the leak was. Um, but I think it's kind of cool that they did that. So of course, when we hear more about it, I'll update. It'll probably be a main story. So yeah, make sure to listen to all the podcasts, right? Uh, episodes of this podcast. Okay, on to the next one. Um, how app developers manipulate your mood to boost ranking. Which is quite interesting. It's an interesting title. Uh, so rating an iPhone app takes just a second, maybe two. It's like it will just give you a prompt and you can rate it from one to five. Of course, millions of people respond to the requests. Obviously, some people do enjoy rating it. Some people, not necessarily, but they still do it. Uh, just because they think it is really good. And I think it really helps with these ratings, especially when these kind of actors you're not sure about. If they've all got good ratings, then you're more likely to be sure about it, especially paid apps as well. Uh, of course, uh, the prompt, seemingly random, can be um, orchestrated to hit your glowing screen when you're likely to leave the five-star review. So gaming apps will solicit a rating just after you've reached a high score. Which is quite cool, you're in a good mood, you've got a high story, you're like, yes, I'll rate this app. Uh, banking apps will ask when they know it's payday, that makes sense as well, because A, you're looking at your bank, B, you're looking at all that, lots of money, you're happy. Gambling apps will also uh, prompt users after they dealt the perfect blackjack hand, obviously you'll be happy then. And a sporting app will give the nudge only when a user's team is winning, again, because they're happy. I think that is really cool though, the way they're doing it, even if it may not be great. I think it is cool, especially like, I think it's nice that they're doing this because it's not great, but I mean, it obviously it is a bit manipulative technically, but um, I think it's the way it's clever the way they've managed to do this. Um, Apple for a decade has clamped down rating farms and download bots that companies use to fraudulently get five star scores obviously and of course that will manipulate the app store rankings and then mess up you know what I'm saying some people might not buy an app if it has low ratings or again if it has is meant to have low ratings but it's got like a five star rating and you think it'll be alright you pay for it and then you can't get maybe you can get money back I can't remember how that works again so yeah of course, it is a clear violation of Apple's rules, so if it is caught doing it, they get removed pretty much. I'm not sure how it works. Maybe they'll reviews it. I don't know how it works, to be fair. Uh, so why rating matters? Got a little chart here. Jumping from two to three stars can effectively increase App Store uh, conversion by 306%, which obviously is a massive amount. Uh, of course, going from three to four stars uh, can, upgrade, uh, can increase um, App Store effectiveness conversion by 92% which is also a lot so of course that's why they want these big stars okay so there's a little graph here so one star um, to two stars at a 30 increase one star to three stars is 340 uh, one star to four stars is 730 like app store conversion increase uh, and one star to five stars is 770 which is why it matters so much uh, two stars to three stars is 280, two stars to four stars is 540, 
So I think you get the image. I'm not going to go on anymore. But apart from four stars to five stars is four, which isn't great, but I mean, still good. Uh, the algorithms that are used are very hush hush. Uh, it says I'm not going to try and say that because I'll probably mess it up. So I don't want to do that. So the executive of Fake Spot, a service that analyzes the authenticity of reviews. Uh, so, of course, that's helpful, and I assume they work with Apple, possibly. Uh, such tactics that are hidden from the public, but among secret, among developers, but an open secret. Um, of course, it is wrong, isn't it? It's wrong, because of, um, you'll mess with some people. Is this how far you are in your article? That's cool. Um, a little bar there, if you're not on. Uh, so... That's why it matters so much, of course, the up, the more likely you download and of course it makes reviews useless and some things. Reviews are useless in some app stores because they don't monitor it and you kind of just ignore it because of like, why would you trust it if you know it's going to be fake? So, it is a bit, um, so what else? Is there any, I'm not sure if it's really worth reading the rest of this to be fair, it's not really related or anything. Yeah, it's not really related, it's about the same thing. Okay, so yeah, it's just not good, the fact that they're doing this. Like, they're having fake reviews, or even, um... I think it's not it's not great, but I mean... That when they um, give you, do you want to rate our app when you're happy? But I mean, it's not necessarily wrong, they're just asking. Whereas, making fake reviews is very wrong, and I, it's not good. It messes up the review system. Right, okay, now we're on to a leak. Actually, this might... Yeah, I'm going to save this one for probably two days from now, I think, unless something else gets released. Just because I just realised that's not meant to be on here, so I'll move it over here. Look, sneak peek. Um, right, oh, oops. Uh, so, uh, the Galaxy S10 just got an unmissable update from Samsung. Uh, check your phone uh, now if you've got that. So Samsung has started to roll out its new One UI 2.5, obviously their version of Android, pretty much, and and eligible handsets, obviously. Uh, with some Galaxy S10 owners already receiving this really good update, according to this article. I'm gonna close this down. Oh, video. Okay, so Galaxy S10 owners would be wise to check the settings uh, on their phones as Samsung has started to roll out a missable. One UI 2.5 operating system upgrade to these popular devices this week, which obviously is quite cool. It was spotted by Sam Mobile, and of course, when it started getting put onto the S10. Uh, this major upgrade from the firm is packed with features including better DeX connection, of course, DeX is a kind of computer software, um, new keyboard options, which is also cool, improved pro video mode on this. on the S10, which is also cool, uh, especially for people who do video. So it should be available on all the S10 soon, though. Uh, it's a one gigabyte file, so you, you'll have to have a solid Wi-Fi before attempting to install it. Of course, the gigabyte is a decent bit; it's not loads, I and mean, it's still a lot. So, uh, so the Samsung Dex is, of course, uh, so it's going to enable users to connect their S10 to an external display or TV without the need for docker wires, which is really cool. Yeah, that's really good. 
Uh, there's also a couple of new features when connecting to the web, including being able to instantly access a new network without needing to type in a password, which is cool. Uh, this is made possible if you're trying to switch a network that someone in your contacts already connected to. Uh, so I assume they'll be able to change that permission. But I think that's cool though. Uh, a new feature has been added to the keyboard search feature that allows users uh, to search YouTube without opening the app, which is, is quite cool. I'm not sure how many people will use that, but I guess some people will. Also, there's split keyboard for when using the phone in landscape mode. That's cool for people typing. Okay, now a bit on the camera um, upgrade. Samsung says the Pro Video feature has been enhanced, although more details aren't really announced. And messages. A new feature has been added to messages to allow the user to call a person who is saved as a pre-configured SOS message contact. Uh, there's also an addition for be able to send an SOS location sharing messages every 30 minutes for 24 hours, which obviously is going to help people, especially for people who need it. So that's cool. Uh, and a few other improvements, there's like bug fixes, um, just overall stability, stability over the operating system. So if you do get this update, very, very much, I very much recommend downloading it. Obviously, A, it's a new update, B, all these new features, and some good ones as well. Right, for the next one, uh, Xiaomi's, oh no, this one's also meant for tomorrow, uh, not tomorrow, sorry. Uh, okay, so... The Sony, okay, this is a Sony NW-A55L, uh, this is a review by What Hi-Fi. So this is a Walkman test, uh, it's at £160, it costs £160, US dollars and 339 Australian dollars. How many people actually buy these Walkmans, I'm not sure. I guess some people will. Uh, so there's a little verdict here before we get into it. Uh, so four, it's clean, insightful, upfront sound, Bluetooth receiver, transmitter, all-encompassing file support, which is good. Uh, again, so you need a micro SD card. So let's go for the build. Uh, the NWA55L, I'm just going to call it the Walkman, um, is capable of playing pretty much anything you could throw at it. High-res PCM files up to 32-bit. Um, ways of supporting it all the way up, while well, um, FLACs uh, top out at 24-bit. Uh, this really doesn't mean much to most people. I don't think anyone watching this will care. So uh, it's very good at what it can play. This kind of stuff. Okay, so it convert it covers nearly every digital music file you could probably own, uh, which obviously is good. So this it's cool. Uh, it's got 16 gigabytes of onboard storage and can hold roughly 400 MP3. Uh, footage or 25 high-res 24-bit albums although a micro SD slot can expand that memory up to 2 terabytes so you're never running out of space on this thing aside from the extensive file support the Walkman is the no-frills player you would expect for the money it's palm size slimline, slimline, slimline design is remark uh, unremarkable though the last thing you would want for a second device in your pockets is um, it being big so, I think this is quite cool. You can see a picture of it there if you're on um, YouTube. The absence of Wi-Fi uh, does rule out being able to stream stuff, which is a bit of a shame. I think it would be cool a uh, feature they could add to this. Uh, maybe even having Spotify. So, I think this is quite cool. And what else? Okay, next. Next to the home screen logo is another 
uh, is is another turn the player purely into a USB DAC, so it can act as a sound enhancing middleman between your music source and headphones, which is quite cool. Uh, the Walkman offers features only unlocked by two specific pairs of Sony headphones. Connect the R. Uh, why are their naming so complicated? I E R N W five hundred N earbuds and noise cancelling to block out external sounds and ambient noise mode, uh, ambient sound mode to allow external noises in. And Sony's clear phrase proceeding can be activated, which is quite cool. Uh, it's also available with the MDR N. Apart from ambient sound mode, it's available with the MDR N W seven hundred fifty N earbuds. Okay, for sound. Uh, so, of course, you don't need the like expensive headphones to enjoy this. But I mean, if you're paying 160 pounds for an MP3 player, you're probably gonna have something decent, I assume. Uh, if you're looking for a really good upgrade uh, for just music playing, of course, this is what you'll want. Uh, it sounds good, obviously, as you'd want. So, for the scores here, I assume this probably is out of five doesn't actually say which is a bit annoying. Uh, it's got a 5, I assume, out of 5 for sound, 4 out of 5, I assume, for features, and 4 out of 5, I assume, for build. I, it might be 5 out of 10, but I don't think that would be true. Okay, and for the last one, I think this is really cool. I'm a big fan of Minecraft, so this is... I don't have a PlayStation, though, so doesn't really help. So, Minecraft adds PSVR support this month. Of course, the PSVR, Minecraft is a popular game, and there's a VR version of it, especially, I think Bedrock's the supported one, of course, you get mods for Java. So, having PSVR support is obviously needed, because people want to play in VR. I think this will especially be good in a, okay, so we got an image of it here, that's actually really cool. I think you might have to play off the controller, I can't tell, it might say. Uh, so this has been much requested, obviously, between the Minecraft PlayStation community. So, obviously, people are happy. Um, so, uh, they want... So this article is by PlayStation Blog, so of course I'm just going to say kind of what they say. Uh, once they finish with the final bits of polish to experience, PSVR will support... Uh, will arrive a patch for a main Minecraft game. Everyone who has Minecraft on PlayStation 4 will get that patch automatically, of course. Uh, download the patch and you'll get access to the new Minecraft VR functionality. And of course you'll need a PSVR to use it, obviously, though. Um, but what is Minecraft times P PlayStation VR? Well, Minecraft in VR, I don't know where this is going to be fair. It's the same Minecraft, uh, nothing's removed, which I didn't expect there to be, but of course it's possible. Okay, so there's different ways you can play the game in VR. So there's a bunch of new settings and guidance uh, so you can tweak the VR experience to your need. Uh, there's two main plays, two way, two main ways to play the game in VR. Immersive and living room modes. Uh, immersive and living room modes. So I, I assume the living room modes like where you just have a big TV. Just like the main game, you use your DualShock 4 controller. Okay, so you have to use your DualShock 4, DualShock 4 controller. Uh, I guess because their move controller isn't got enough stuff on it to be able to use it. Which is a bit annoying, I guess, because of... You would want to use the controllers. But I mean, I think 
they create new controllers maybe for a next generation PSVR, I think this would have that support, I assume. Uh, but it's apparently, according to them, it's still you're still immersed into the game just as much. So, I think this is really cool, obviously, because Minecraft's cool, Minecraft's a very popular game. Uh, VR is getting more popular, and PlayStation is what people play on. People who have PSVRs and want to play Minecraft in it are going to be able to now, and I think that's really cool. Um, hopefully... Oh, could you imagine um, on the PlayStation 5 having ray tracing? Does the PlayStation 5 have ray tracing? I assume it will. It might not though, because Minecraft Bedrock has ray tracing if you have an RTX card. Um, so, like playing VR ray tracing on a PlayStation, I think that would be a cool thing. But of course, it is possible that we'll be getting a new uh, PSVR soon uh, after the release of the PlayStation 5, and hopefully, new controllers so you can play with controllers like their VR controllers as well, because they're PlayStation Move controllers that are A from the PlayStation 3 uh, B aren't very good, I've used them before and it's not very good so yeah I think this is really cool anyways I hope you enjoyed today's episode if you did please do consider subscribing if you're on YouTube if you're on Anchor, Spotify, uh, what was the other one, there's other ones, Pocket Cast I think is one uh, then I need to check that to be fair um, then like follow whatever you can do on that just make sure you see all the latest tech news by me but anyways, have a good day.